Hey everyone, welcome back to the Maroon Weekly. It is Monday, February 14th. As always, I'm Ron. And I'm Greg. And we've got a few stories for you to hear about today. Um, so let's just jump straight into it. Um, Greg, do you want to start us off about a story uh, regarding Care Not Cops? Sure. So on February 4th, Care Not Cops, a student group advocating the abolition of the UCPD in favor of investing in Southside communities and mental health services, gathered in front of Levite Hall to protest the recent shooting of community member Raisheen Wilson by a UCPD officer. Fourth year organizer Alicia Hurd opened the rally with a speech calling for the UCPD's abolition, asserting that far too many UCPD encounters with community members lead to violence. They also rebuked the increased patrols and surveillance instituted by the university in response to recent UChicago graduate Xiaoshong Dennis Singh being shot and killed near campus last November. Hurt was also joined by other Kernop Cop members, including third-year homie Melton, who read a statement on behalf of Students for Disability Justice, criticizing the UCPD and dispatchers for being poorly trained to handle mental health crises and escalating many confrontations as a result. After the speeches, protesters marched around campus before ending back on the main quad. Wilson was shot by a UCPD officer on January 18th, and according to the Assistant State's Attorney James Murphy, he was experiencing a mental health episode at the time. As of last week, his condition was stable, according to a university spokesperson, and the UCPD officer involved, Nicholas Tordog, has since been placed on administrative leave pending the investigation. He was the same officer who shot then-UChicago student Charles Soju Thomas, who was breaking windows of buildings and cars during what his parents claim was a psychiatric episode. Ultimately, Thomas was charged with three felony counts of aggravated assault of a police officer and five felony counts of criminal damaged property, which were ultimately dropped after he completed a diversion program for first-time felony offenders, something that Care Not Cops campaigned for. The full story is up on the Maroons website and was originally reported by Eric Fain. Perfect. Uh, and this doesn't really have a good transition at all, but we have a change in leadership at the Chicago Maroon. Gage Gramlick is going to become the editor-in-chief of the newspaper, and Yuen Liu is going to become the managing editor uh, at the start of the spring quarter in 2022. Uh, Gage Gramlick will be succeeding the co-editors-in-chief Matthew Lee and Ruby Rorty, and Yuen Liu will be succeeding Adiant Kanaka-Mandala. Gramlich is a third-year Global Studies and Spanish major who joined the Maroon in 2019 and became the head viewpoints editor, writing pieces about topics such as loneliness. Lou is a third-year economics and poli-sci major who joined the Maroon in 2020 and became a full news editor by 2021, covering stories such as the referendum to split student government. This story was originally reported by Eric Fang, and you can read the full details on the Chicago Maroon website. And then, of course, we have our COVID update. In the most recent UChicago Forward email sent on Friday, February 19th, the university reported 178 new COVID cases and 394 close contacts, with 61 students isolating on campus and 32 isolating off campus. There have been multiple updates on COVID procedures, with Governor Pritzker saying that the state will no longer require masks in most indoor settings by February 28th. 
The university has stated that it may take a more cautious approach and keep masking mandates in place even if state or city masking mandates are lifted. The university is changing its contact tracing procedures to only notify individuals who are known to have contact with a person who tested positive for COVID. Before, individuals were notified if they were in the same classroom as a person who tested positive for COVID. But because classroom exposure has not resulted in the spread of the virus, the contact tracing team will no longer be releasing such notifications. Voluntary testing will resume on Monday, February 14th. The Stewart Hall symptomatic testing site will be closing due to decreased demand. COVID-19 self-collection testing will continue to occur for residents who live on campus and isolation in place is currently being used for a limited number of students in the dorms who have contracted COVID in order to conserve space in Stony Island. So yeah, quite a few, quite a few things to cover on the COVID front. Um, but yeah, Greg, how was, how was your, how was your past week? Mm. How's your fifth week? Mm. We've we've officially reached the uh, the halfway point of the of the year, or beyond the halfway point, I guess. Yes, we so. have halfway there. Exciting, <laughs> very stressful week for me. Lots of midterms, but uh, not too bad. How was yours? Not bad, not bad. I feel like this week was um, kind of calm, comparatively speaking, to other weeks, especially when I'm like hearing about all these people taking midterms. Um, because I'm mostly focusing on drafting my thesis now. Uh, um, and the first half of my draft was due last Friday. This week was kind of a break. And then this, uh, the second half of my draft is due next Friday. So it's going to be fun, but uh, it's going to be busy as well. But that's, that's, that's why we're here, right? That's, yep. that's what the University of Chicago is known for. Yep. Perfect. All right. I think that's all we got for you guys today. Uh, as always, I'm Ron. And I'm Greg. Music for the Weekly is produced in part by Andrew... Dietz, Aaron Senden, and Kenny Talbot-LaVega. Thank you for listening, and we will catch you guys next time.